This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. This message comes from NPR sponsor CFP, certified financial planner professionals committed to acting in their clients' best interests. Learn more at letsmakeaplan.org. You're listening to Life Kit from NPR. Hey, everybody. It's Marielle. You may know TK Dutess. She's done some of my favorite episodes of Life Kit. Earlier this year, her cat died. A week later, TK did an Instagram Live. Hey, y'all. It's one week. Life after Mrs. Peabody. Rest in peace to my little baby cat. It was just her walking in Brooklyn and processing. You know, I've been dealing with grief and the unexpected ways that grief shows up. And I realized in my like heartbreak and my pain and my just exhaust, yo, my body hurt, y'all. There's something about the moment right after a loss. It can open something up inside of you. You feel this raw pain. And with it come these flashes of insight. TK had a lot of those. The video was a celebration of her relationship with Mrs. Peabody, a meditation on how grief expresses itself in our bodies and how it can be a portal for other past traumas, and a validation of other people's grief for their pets. I just want to say all this to just let you know that, like, pet grief, you don't have to rush back to work. You don't have to start smiling. I can't wait to get out of here. I'm getting out of town for a couple of weeks. And I'm going to dance with this little baby. It's been about five months since Mrs. Peabody's passing, and TK wanted to do a Life Kit episode about grieving for a pet, the importance of acknowledging and processing your loss, and how to ultimately carry on. In this episode, she has a beautiful conversation with a friend who's also an expert on grief. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit their website to get a quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, and their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. Then just choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Host a celebratory brunch for less with 365 by Whole Foods Market. Featuring wallet-happy finds like cold smoked Atlantic salmon, mini quiches, organic everything bagels, and more. Plus, visit the floral department and jazz up your table with a beautiful bouquet of big, bright, sourced-for-good flowers. When the brunch has to be perfect and delicious, go to your local Whole Foods Market. About 13 years ago, I was your classic not-an-animal person. But big cities being what they are, I posted on Facebook that I needed a pest deterrent and was willing to get a cat to help fill that need. Two days later, I got a call from my friend Sarah saying, I heard you were looking for a cat. A few hours later, a medium-haired gray cat with green eyes was at my doorstep, and before I could say hello, she jumped out of the carrier and hid somewhere in my house. So I guess that's when we made it official. 
Over the years, she established a quiet dominance over our lives. Rules about getting on the sofa were quickly broken. She let outside cats into the house a few times. She definitely did not help with the rodents. She kind of befriended them. This was life with feisty Mrs. Peabody. On February 28th, 2023, after 12 wonderful years together, feisty Mrs. Peabody crossed the Rainbow Bridge and she wouldn't be the only one. A year ago, I began to notice that my friends were posting about their beloved pets passing on and how they were coping by preparing themselves, talking about their pets, making art, or having ceremonies. I would follow their footsteps and do the same. And in wanting to be supportive to people that are going through pet loss right now and assuage my own grief, I began to investigate it, to allow it into my body, to let it trigger other things that I needed to deal with. So... I called my friend Alexander Hardy, a writer, a national mental health first aid trainer, and the co-founder and creative director of Get Some Joy, a creative wellness agency. He also designed and curated Grief Kit, Tools and Considerations for Raggedy Times, a 57-page toolkit to help us get through our hardest times. I'd love to start with like your experiences with pet grief. Our family dog, Poppy, Poppy was just in the family for, I want to say, like, 17 years, maybe, like, close Mm -hmm. to 18 years, like, an entire adulthood. Poppy was old and blind. Toward the end was, you know, walking in circles and bumping into furniture and wincing Mm -hmm. and, you know, just, like, hard to call him, not eating as much, um, lost a lot of weight. I could tell there was something going on with his spine and his posture and how he was sitting and walking and holding himself. And so... You kind of get to that place of like, how can we support this dog that we love? We don't want to see him in pain. And when they took him to the vet, they actually saw that he had, you know, kidney failure and things going on. And unfortunately, they had to, um, they put Poppy down that day. And this was, I want to say, less than three months after my mother passed in last July. Wow. Yeah. So you've been feeling different types of grief. Yeah and processing that and as a mental wellness trainer like (laughs) did you feel like you had some special perspective that like you could get through it faster or you know I mean I I thought I did you know I thought that I could like manage it and schedule the grief you know and and so you know I was just always wondering like this is a lot like mom just passed poppy wasn't my my dad was resisting at first but poppy was his best friend you know poppy had my dad trained to know that when my dad was eating, it was time for Poppy to eat as well. They just had a special relationship. I mean, I didn't know what to do. That was my first time actually losing a pet. You know, we have his, uh, they have a paw print. I guess the, the vet made like a paw, an impression of his paw print and we keep that at the, at the table. Um, but my mom's wheelchair is still right there. Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on. So it's different in the community to, to talk about things and guide people through things. But it has been more challenging to do so with my family. So that part I'm still trying to figure out. How do you yeah. start coping before the animal yeah. is, is even gone? Because there's something yeah. there. Like, I I spiritually knew yeah. um, that Mrs. Peabody, my cat, uh, something was up. So, like, when do you, when when you know, like, how do you cope before it even starts to happen? Well, that is anticipatory grief. You know, you are like, mm. you are going through those emotions around something that is yet to come or that is like, you know, you know, it's on the horizon. We knew that Poppy was an old man. It really hurts because you don't know how, like, 
what to do, how to make things better. There's some hopelessness, honestly. It's like, what can you do? He, you know, he has a routine. He needs to go to the bathroom. He goes away by the back door and, you know, he barks and, and they let him back in. He comes back in kind of under the maze of the, the legs of the dining room table and makes his way back to mm-hmm. his dish. And so over time, it's like, man, he is down there. He can't get through that. You know, he comes in, yeah. he can't make it through the through the legs of the table. And it just, honestly, the hopelessness is like the biggest and that and that sadness of just like, what, to, what do you do? Yeah. I'm noticing something with myself, my friend group, a couple good amount have have had pets or they've got a pet when they turn, you know, became an adult and they that pet has been with them their whole adult life. How do you cope with that loss? Yeah. So a pet is a family member. And so yeah. like it may not be reflected as much in the culture as far as like I need time off to work from work to you know, go through these cat feelings, you know, and so that is more so like that disenfranchised kind of grief that's really not like recognized or like it's not seen at the same Mm. level as like a grandma, you know, just like when you lose a relative, you know, especially if you're in that house where that cat is, all the places and the spaces are going to (laughs) remind you and all the, oh, he used to hop on this. And remember, I used to give them their food in this dish and working to like the impact of seeing and being reminding of this, this thing you loved day in and day out. Um, we really encourage people to lean into what are the joyful memories that you have, you know? Um, yeah. Is there a meal with, 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 with family members? We would often wrap it around food and all the memories and mm-hmm. traditions you have around food. So you could do that same thing with a pet. You know, I'm sure they had favorite dishes. You know, if you, whether you were giving your, your little one kibble and, and pet foods or you were yeah. breaking them off of the, of the Thanksgiving table, like what was the thing that brought you, them joy, the thing that brought you joy? And the same thing also with, you know, music. Are there, um, you know, songs or, or, or things that are attached to specific memories or traditions that you have, you know? Um, put on some music, yeah. like actually go deep into that memory. You know, what are the lessons that your pet taught you? I'm sure they taught you yeah. a lot of things about taking care of yourself, taking care of someone else, being responsible for something. There's, there's probably a lot of lessons yeah. that, that come out of that. So, yes, acknowledge the grief. Um, work through it, but also like know that the ending and the sickness and like how you lost them, that's not the sum of your relationship. So like there's just so many good years that you have with them and don't discount mm-hmm. or forget those too. Absolutely. I would say Miss Peabody taught me to always be ready for a camera. <laughs> Find your angles. Yes. Serve that face. Mrs. Peabody was the top notch cat, uh, America's next top model cat. Yes. So. I, this is like like now when I you know this is um say for March April May June uh July like my fifth month we're in our four and a half to fifth month without her and um I decided you know when I wasn't crying I was outside mm-hmm. and when I was outside I made sure I looked good I smelled good and I was ready for a camera because Miss Peabody taught me like I'm trying to live in her spirit yeah which is beautiful. Is it normal to like go out, you know, like real fast and get another pet? And is that like, is that a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that people sometimes need to fill that space, you know, especially people get older, they live alone, kids gone, or maybe they don't have family. Maybe it's, they need to have like something there in the house with them. Maybe it's too quiet. Um, But I also, you know, caution people to give yourself space and time to process everything that is that you have to deal with relating to like this pet that you lost, you know, you know, yeah. and, and not to think that we can replace them. Every animal is different. 
I would say give yourself space, just like coming out of a relationship, you know, hopping right into something yeah. else so soon. You can hop into it, but that doesn't like undo, you know, or reduce the impact of what happened and how it impacted you and that you need to give yourself space to mourn. Yeah. And if you can't be there fully for that new pet, you know, it's not it's it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't. So, you know, with that, I feel like this is an obvious question, but is there a time period for grief? Do we get over pet grief faster or is that just us pushing ourselves through like the social conditioning of like, you know, the hierarchy of importance? <laughs> I There is no timeline for grief. Our society wants us to be, you know, robots about it and be back to work in a few business days. And so, and that's just not yeah. really how grief works. We can't schedule our grief. You know, we can't grieve after work. Grieve on the weekends, you know. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. So yeah. we have to just That's be a good Sunday. Yeah, Friday. yeah. Oh, here we go. It's three p.m. It's my time. It it just doesn't work like that because grief will run up on you just in the wackest of spaces and places, and that's just what it is. You have to give yourself space for that. You know, it can get. It may not necessarily get um, be as impactful or debilitating. You know, a year from now, five, ten years from now, but like the love is still there. The impact is still there. You just have to give yourself space to like feel every feeling that you need to feel. Yeah. I would say one of the feelings that surprised me was uh, embarrassed. I felt embarrassed for having big, huge feelings. And I did not realize that I would have like these huge feelings that I'd be tapping into. Um, what is that about? <laughs> so, so that's called love. And so, oh, what? <laughs> just, just blew my mind. That's called love. <laughs> that's that's love, and I, grief is messy. Grief is not. Grief is not fun. It's also not amazing to witness. You know, it's hard. Um, it taps on things yeah. in us that we are going through. Don't want to look at. Don't want to give space to. Because if you start crying, then I'm gonna start crying. And so I, I, I applaud people right. for grieving out loud. Like, you know, don't you don't have to close yourself up in a house and be grieving by yourself. Like, we're not supposed to go through it alone. You know, there's so many cultures yeah. that dance their way through grief and celebrate their way through grief. And, you know, I think it's amazing to have big emotions. My mother's passing is a week from, you know, yesterday and I want to start a holiday or something. You know, like, I, I just think yeah. I just think that we should <laughs> we should grieve our pets, our you know, um, our former life, our, whatever that thing is, as big and as long as you need to. Like, if you need to put Miss Peabody on your wall in the mirror, like, do that. You know, if you need to yeah. get a tattoo, do that. If you need to, you know, get a stuffed animal or get a golden cat bowl or, what, you know, uh, create a shrine, whatever you need to do to, to share your love and whatever and be as weird about it as you need to be, do that. Yeah. Because it's, that is a okay. great love that, you know, I, everybody who knows you, you know, knows the impact that Miss Peabody had on you. And as big as you were sharing and as much as you shared about her and life, like, I would expect the same in death. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, and we and I absolutely, we absolutely, because it's community, we had, a, we had a whole Zoom funeral, you know, and people came and they shared and they even shared about their pets. Um, and, and I just got so much comfort from that. And, you know, I, I made a little flyer and, and I, all through doing it, I felt, like I was like I I felt good I felt dumb I felt good I felt dumb and then it just happened and the community came you know community came through and I just was like I never it's something I'll never regret. But shout out to you though because everybody has felt griefs as she knuckled grasp like 
every single person yeah. in some way, big or small, an opportunity that you miss. Like, it's a universal experience. And so mm-hmm. I, I just don't think you should feel corny at, about it at all. I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Okay, so here's the other thing. So I was going through this pet grief. It surprised me how big it was. And then what tapped me on my shoulder was like other things that I didn't realize I, I wasn't dealing with or that I had I had a whole bunch of stuff stored up in my body that I, I wasn't paying attention to. Is it normal for other things, other issues, other feelings, other hard stuff to like use this portal to sneak out, smack you in the face. (laughs) I think absolutely, especially if you're releasing big emotions. Grief is like, it's a full body experience, you know, it will have you laid out, it will have you exhausted, zapped of energy, you know, some people can't sleep, you know, people don't want to eat, emotions change, it affects your entire being. So I think that it's entirely normal for, you know, related things to be happening and kind of coming through that wormhole of grief. I'm not going to lie, these big feelings are exhausting. And sometimes they'll they'll sideline me, but I still got to do stuff, you know, like, what are some things people can do to work through? First of all, like talking about it, writing about it, yeah. you know, if you can, if there are spaces where you can share, there are support groups, you know, other spaces, there are Facebook groups, Instagram accounts, you know, pet owners, everyone's grieving in like new and creative ways. And I just think finding a way that resonates with you, drawing, painting, sculpting, any kind of way you can kind of channel that energy and, and also honor, you know, this pet that you love and lost, um, I think like really getting it out is probably the most important thing. Like letting it, letting it stay bottled up in you, you know, with your shoulders all scrunched up and just clenched all tight. It's just, it's not, you're not living life like they want you to do. Miss Peabody would want like you're doing out here gallivanting and just like doing the most. Yeah. Life has to continue. You can keep them with you in many ways. You can keep their leash with you, you know, any of their toys, you can refashion things, you can, um, you know, share their, toys and you know bedding and things with another pet owner who loves their animal like there's so many ways to to carry that to keep that love going um and you know they don't have to cease to exist you know people cease to exist when we stop talking about them or when we you know we forget them so paint that picture do that mural you know whatever you need to do to to like keep that love and recognize you know keep it with you because it's it's impactful and it is a significant relationship um you know for many people People's pets are with them at their lowest, you know, or at their yeah. have been with them through their highs or have, you know, oh, child, I don't know how we survived that. But, girl, we did that. You Listen. know, <laughs> oh, my God. Me, can I tell you real quick? Yes. Me and Miss Peabody have lived in four different apartments, went back home to my parents. Things were rough on both ends. And when I finally moved back to, like, you know, TK's real apartment, um, I mean, it feels dumb to spend a lot of money on a place where a cat's going to poop, but I bought her a mid-century modern litter box that you couldn't even tell that's where she went. But I was like, if I come up, you come up. You know, suddenly I was eating better. Then I got name brand food. And I was like, girl, we have been through the trenches. We lived in the projects. We, You know, (laughs) shit was crazy. (laughs) We deserve, that's right. And I just want to say, she saw me get to Bushwick. She saw me get to gentrification promised land. So I'm just proud of us. I'm just proud of us. She, we moved on up. She would be <laughs> smiling down on you in your deluxe apartment. Yes. 
I just had to ask Alex to tell me a little more about Poppy, what his vibe was like, who this little guy was. Poppy was a tiny, come up to your shins, 10 pound black and brown dog, a lot of energy, very energetic, very loving. Um, Poppy loved Vienna sausages. And my dad put a scoop of grits on the on in his little bowl. And I was like, why why did you do that? He's like, Poppy, Poppy likes grits too. And I'm like, how do you know that Poppy likes grits? Like, why? <laughs> why are you feeding this dog grits? But that Poppy, Poppy lived a luxurious life. Oh, I love Poppy. Before we go. I asked some of my friends, members of my community, to share a little bit about how they're processing the loss of their pets. My name is Natasha, and um, I lost my best girl, Black Kitty, about two months ago. It still feels really painful and overwhelming. Um, I think when I'm ready, I want to focus a lot more on finding ways to preserve her memory because she was so important to me. So we had a long, complicated relationship with our beautiful boy, Max, a.k.a. Barack Obama. She gave us an amazing life. At the end, we had him make a painting for us, a little craft. You put a canvas and some paint inside a plastic bag, and then you cover the plastic bag with peanut butter, and he smears it around, and he makes a painting, and we have it hung up in a little shrine to him. Uh, that helped a little bit as we knew the days were coming. So about a year and a half ago, Tonka was diagnosed with a melanoma in her throat. And that week, I happened upon a gigantic eight-foot-tall canvas someone was just throwing away. I took it home and painted little Tonkas, animating all these little scenes of her life from my memory. Like when she went swimming, when she was eating her favorite snack, carrying a stick, and suddenly there was a big pattern of happy little baby Tonkas on the wall, just staring back at me. Thank you to Natasha, Cynthia, Manny, and others who shared their pet stories for this episode. That was journalist TK Dutess. TK's hosted episodes for us on changing careers, being a caregiver, and becoming more handy at home. You can find those at npr.org slash lifekit. And if you love LifeKit and want even more, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash LifeKit newsletter. This episode of LifeKit was produced by Sylvie Douglas. Our visuals editor is Beck Harlan, and our visual producer is Kaz Fantoni. Our digital editors are Malika Grieb and Claire Marie Schneider. Megan Kane is the supervising editor, and Beth Donovan is our executive producer. Our production team also includes Andy Tegel, Audrey Wynn, Margaret Serino, and Thomas Liu. Engineering support comes from Valentina Rodriguez Sanchez. I'm Marielle Segarra. Thanks for listening. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Tired of not getting a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Schizophrenia and Psychosis Action Alliance, working to shatter barriers to treatment, survival, and recovery so that people with schizophrenia can thrive. 
They're one of the few advocacy organizations focused only on schizophrenia and psychosis, and as a result, have a deep understanding of this brain disease. They actively partner with like-minded organizations to conduct research, improve access to resources, and empower individuals with schizophrenia and their families. More at WeCanThrive.org. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.